Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here with Raptors Digest reacting to some NBA newsreaker Chris Stapps Porzingis. We've been teasing this podcast for the past few days now, but Tingus Pingus, the Dallas Mavericks have apparently sniffed around gauging interest in Kristaps Porzingis trade value. The the tweet, the report for that's on the screen. I think it's coming from Jake Fisher, who's a Bleacher Report guy. But Riker, obviously Kristaps Porzingis has had a very perplexing career because he's shown a lot of promise in both New York and Dallas, but with injuries and just bad luck, he's not really fulfilled his potential yet. But uh, what are your thoughts on Porzingis being on the table right now or being gauged interest right now for the Dallas Mavericks currently well this should excite Toronto Raptors fans because if the Dallas Mavericks are sniffing around with Porzingis the Toronto Raptors are sniffing around with (laughs) Kyle Lowry then maybe there's some sort of middle ground some sort of scent that brings them together Ben it seems like all of Texas is on a fire sale right now and all of the Southwest West division right now because San Antonio Spurs have just put DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge on the block. That surely is going to excite people. We'll break that down in another video. Memphis, it is worth noting. I'm going to break out the worst trade scenario that was proposed by an, an Instagram DM. Uh, somebody sent it to us involving Memphis. I'll bring it up at the end of the podcast. New Orleans apparently has JJ Redick on the block. And then Houston, obviously, in buying out DeMar- or releasing DeMarcus Cousins and maybe shopping with Oladipo. And finally, the last team, every single team in the Southwest Division, division Perzingis. Yeah. Ben, what do we need? Bench scoring, big man scoring, shooting. Perzingis. Now, yeah. unfortunately, lack of defense. And that, you know, maybe that can be hidden because the Raptors are t- incredibly strong. So let's break it down. Yeah, and you brought up a lot of the holes the Raptors currently have, and we've talked about this to death. Everyone's brought it up, but again, the big man position, there's no one really there that consistently plays the center position. A guy that's a true center, Porzingis being 7-3, that's his role. I know he likes to be power forward sometimes, but OG Ananobi can hit some bruisers and stuff down there if Porzingis doesn't want to, but he can fill that center spot, specifically on the offensive end, because that's where we're really struggling out there, and he's a consistent guy that can get some buckets. Obviously, we, we checked out his three-point shooting. About a 35% career three-point shooter, which is pretty solid, but when you look at the amount he's taking and the degree of difficulty in terms of those shots, then you can tell he's a, he's obviously a, a, a little bit better than those percentages show. Shot... one year for the Knicks or close to it. So Porzingis is a guy, he's long, he's tall, he knocks down those shots. He's not really a post bucket getter, but he is a player that can score in the half court. And this is where the Toronto Raptors have really struggled this season. And he really fits those holes in terms of what we're looking for on the offensive end. Just a guy that can plug and play, get those Serge Ibaka style points, right? Throw it in that mid post area, the offense is stagnant and get you a bucket off of a Kyle Lowry drive, a Fred Van Vliet take, an OG post up, and swing it to someone, keep the defense honest. I think on the offensive end, he'd be a perfect fit to bring in and sort of integrate right into this roster. And you brought up the questions on the defensive end. Firstly, as I just alluded to, OG Ananobi, he's done a great job at just guarding these center players because he's been the de facto center in important times of this game. And then Porzingis would help with the rebounding coming in. And... Porzingis is, especially since the injuries have happened, 
he struggled on the defensive end just in terms of pick and roll, moving around, being in the rotations, but maybe in a Nick Nurse system. I know Dallas's is pretty good. That can be covered up a little bit, but he has notoriously been a great shot blocker. He was a great rim protector, particularly with the Knicks and for stretches last season. And even though his defense has taken a step back right now, I think he could get back to a level like that. So Riker, I think in terms of just basketball-wise, Porzingis could be a good fit. Zingus Tingus would be nice to, to pull through, but the injuries are the big question mark. Yes. What an incredibly long-winded and worded explanation of all of his pro- pros and cons. And I, you hit the nail on the head. I don't think anybody in the comment section would say that this guy is a negative to bring into mm-hmm. the Toronto Raptors if this deal could get done. I challenge people now to say why you wouldn't want him given the complaints have always been we need a scoring big that's just end of the end of the line yeah point period exclamation mark we need a scoring big that would be a tremendous help for the toronto raptors so one way or another if this deal got done it would be a positive thing for the toronto raptors so we'll take this opportunity to say if you like that now we're in trade rumor season (laughs) pop into the like section let's make our dreams come true everybody put on your gm hats your president hats get the trade scenarios flowing in the comments and like this video and subscribe if you haven't because this is the best time of the year ben trade season and again raptors they're in the mix they're saying hmm maybe they want a bunch of young guys a bunch of trade pieces a bunch of assets we're trading away our one dollar in kyle lowry for multiple quarters that's what we broke down in our last video mm-hmm. now we throw and, a wrench in the br- mix to bring up Kyle Lowry, not to cut you off, but we made no, this segment ahead. with Kyle Lowry. We're on the road to 20k subscribers. Make sure we get there before Kyle Lowry potentially gets traded because we don't want to have to redo this animation. <laughs> so tell your friends about subscribing to the channel. I'm sorry to, to cut you off there, but we got to throw nope. that out there. <laughs> good segue. Good segue. Get us back on track here. The thing is, maybe you would be willing to divert away from bringing in multiple young assets and developing assets if you consider if you're of the camp that Kristaps Porzingis would be potentially a get the Toronto Raptors over the hump type player which I would think that maybe he is despite and I'll answer your question despite his injury history Mm -hmm. I think you're willing to take a gamble on a guy who has four years left it's not like he's a one two-year contract player and you might waste those two years with him getting a long-term injury you have him secured for four years I believe so the risk gets mitigated enough I would think in that type of situation but Ben you know I don't think that the Dallas Mavericks want Kyle Lowry they're struggling this season I don't think that that's necessarily the player that would make them go across the hump maybe have an argument but would you say that maybe we could trade Kyle Lowry in a third team let that third team trade away all of their young guys and trade picks to the Dallas Mavericks who might be back in rebuild mode and get the Toronto Raptors Chris Chris Porzingis, Tingus Pingus Zingus Pingus to be a win now team is that a possibility Well, with all the news, with all everything coming out around Kyle Lowry, that is certainly a a possibility if the Mavericks, if all these reports, because rumors and sniffing around these sorts of terms, sometimes they come true, sometimes they don't. But if the Mavericks are serious about moving on from Kristaps Porzingis, then I think that's a logical possibility for the Raptors to go about. But I don't necessarily want to write off the fact that the Mavericks would be not interested in Kyle Lowry, because... I believe they are in win-now mode, Riker, and 
they probably the only real reason I could see them wanting to trade Kristaps Porzingis is if they just don't trust his health. They don't trust him being able to come in and be that second t- option to uh, Luka Doncic to make a playoff run. But Riker, are you familiar with a player that has been a second option on a championship run with a star- superstar wing? Uh, a one Mr. Spicy P, Pascal Siakam? No, I'm talking Kyle Lowry because he's on the block. <laughs> but I guess, I guess there could be a debate between who is the second option there. But uh, I think during that playoff stretch, Lowry was really that second guy. But I think Lowry could help them in win-now mode. And I think the reason, as I mentioned, the injuries and the long contract, as you brought up, Riker. So that would be the combination of the Dallas Mavericks saying okay, maybe we can distance ourselves from Kristaps Porzingis. And I feel like Mark Cuban with him at the helm, they always feel confident they're going to recruit free agents and their destination people want to go. Whether that's actually the case or not, that's probably not the case because I don't know well, how they many couldn't free... even yeah. land DeAndre Jordan. It, exactly. They couldn't even right? land him against the LA Clippers. So, yep. so they, they got him after he was became a dinosaur in the league. But the the Mavericks, they think they're big players. They think they can recruit free agents. But in Toronto, we understand we aren't going to be able to sign in the, the Kawhi Leonard's of the world. We have to trade for them. We have to bring them in, get them accustomed to our system, and hopefully they re-sign rather than picking them away from teams. And sure, it's a risk, just like we took with Kawhi to possibly bring in Porzingis. But that's the level. That's the potential. That's the where he could potentially be. And then the fact that he complements our actual core right now a lot better in terms of age, in terms of position, in terms of play style. I think he'd be a great player to trade for, Riker. And I want to throw one trade I spotted uh, right before we went on live. I don't have a screenshot of it, but I'm stealing this from Raptors Raptor. Wanna like uh, they have a few blogs and stuff, but. Kristaps Porzingis and a second-round pick to the Raptors, Riker, for Kyle Lowry, Aaron Baines, and a couple of picks. What are your What are your thoughts on that that deal right there? You would have to do something like that where you're giving up more than you're receiving. Because if you could one off Lowry on his expiring year contract for Kristaps Porzingis, regardless of his injury history, who has four years left, you're laughing that all the way to the bank. Even if Kristaps Porzingis ends up being a dud or ends up being injured for four years, you just got back a guy who's basically assuring that you're, you're, you're fixing up a lot of your glaring holes. So I think you'd have to give up picks. Otherwise you're going to have to give up the likes of OG Ananobi or Norman Powell, but this would make a lot of sense to me if they're trading away a center they get a center back they get that extreme veteran leadership championship experience locker room presence and Kyle Lowry which if you pair that alongside Luka Doncic not sure how that would work out Ben I don't know if you think that Luka would be fine to be the number two I feel like he plays with the ball in his hands a lot of times but I guess Kyle Lowry is used to that sort of role where he shares the the load with Fred Van Vliet but I think you're doing this trade if it if if it's proposed you're doing this trade yeah and just in terms of age range because we don't want to trade Kyle Lowry we we we've said that we don't want to give up the we don't want to do the dollar analogy that we won't dive into again we don't want to trade him for pieces but if it happens it is what it is and that might be the route we have to go if Kyle Lowry's going to leave in the offseason but Kyle Lowry is an older point guard and Surely this season he, he he seems to defy the the laws of aging with his Toronto Raptors career. He just only seems to get better for this team. But there will be a point, and everyone talks about it. Kobe in his Vino years, right? Like he be he was aging really well, and then he completely fell off the map. 
You look at a guy like Steve Nash, who was winning MVPs, getting in all-star games, 36, 37. That's where Lowry's creeping in, and then he completely fell off a cliff. In basketball, Lowry's creeping into that age now where you're going to get to a point where you're not going to get any value back from him, and especially where he's playing so well this season. He's going to command at least a significant, obviously not a max contract or a $30 million per year, but significant money off after this offseason. I assume he'd want a longer-term deal, considering this will probably be his last big contract. So it, it's tough decision-making. And short-term, yes, Kyle Lowry, even a healthy Porzingis, you can make the argument Lowry, and I, I would make that argument Lowry is more valuable in terms of just being a better player. But a couple years down the line, especially Porzingis is healthy, and getting or gets healthy, gets his game back to where he was at his peak. He could really be a, a floor, a ceiling raiser for this Toronto Raptors team. Yeah, and you know if you have to make salaries match, maybe you add in a guy like one of their more less played, deeper bench guys that you might be able to develop as well. Like Wes, I wonder, I don't know how the heck to pronounce his name. I wonder who was a former Orlando Magic. I don't know how high on the Mavericks they or how high the Mavericks are on him but I I haven't seen him play a lot this season or of the type and I think that you could maybe finesse this trade where you still get a couple of other pieces in this if you're trading away a bunch of draft picks Kyle Lowry Aaron Baines so it might end up being a really nice trade even if there's only two partners involved in this one in the Raptors and the Dallas Mavericks but you've said everything the right way Ben Kyle Lowry you want to have him around but if you can look at long-term future with a scoring big and you know your your guards are already secured you already have Fred Van Vliet locked up you have OG locked up you're probably going to re-sign Norm so you don't need to be worried long term about that one through three spot there's just so much uncertainty on the four and five if you can pull this deal oh my god you're you just need to find role players then every single year right yeah the the pillars are there for a team that could really go forward and I think if a roster led by a core of Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, and a healthy Porzingis, or regardless of what Porzingis is, as long as he's there in the playoffs, I think that is a crop, a group of guys that could knock on the door for a finals run, for a championship run, if everything goes right. And I don't know if the core without a player, the level of Porzingis, currently in the mix, I don't know if they were there yet. Obviously, Siakam would really have to step up. OG would really have to step up to get to that level. And that's not to say they can't, but it's... Porzingis, for as risky as he may be, it's that insurance that you're going to be a really good team if things work out. So, I, I really like that. And a point I also want to raise before we sort of send it off and get into some wild discussions probably about all the other stuff going on. But <laughs> we were on Porzingis' top four teams. We were we were one of the four teams mm, he wanted to get actually to tra- traded to when he demanded a trade from the New York Knicks. It was, uh, I think the Knicks, uh, the Miami Heat were in there as well, maybe the Nets or something. But uh, the Raptors were definitely one of those three or four teams that Porzingis had on a short list. So it's very rare when a star of that caliber, at least name, obviously is only a one-time All-Star, isn't that established in the league in terms of accomplishments. But a player of that potential, that sort of stature, wanting to come to Toronto... Those are the guys you got to get. Those are the guys you got to go after. So. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. And at the time, he was in the biggest market in the NBA, yep. right? But you can come over to a better, more successful franchise, still be a centerpiece of that team. And 
there's fantastic diversity among the NBA, but I think Toronto as a market particularly loves European type players, international type players, just because of the diversity in the city and you have the fandom of the entire country. So he'd be a great fit. And all he has to do is come out and score and want to be that guy. And Raptors mm-hmm. fans would immediately fall in love with him. We just want to see somebody actually convert for once. So not for once. I mean, we get really low at, the Raptors have been great for years. So I think we, you know, we take it to extremes. We just have such high expectations for the teams and for the guys. So it would be great. I hope Messiah gets cooking with something like this because this excites me personally, probably you too, Ben, mm-hmm. more than a trade involving a bunch of young guys, a bunch of guys that are a couple of years out, some draft picks, which you're never sure about. Of course, we have yeah. the best development staff in the NBA, but it's still distant. You know, if you can do a trade involving the Raptors goat that brings in an immediate improvement to the team. I mean, that's a win-win situation. Yeah. That's the eye popping. Obviously this could go horrifically wrong. If we traded for Porzingis, yeah, (laughs) he gets hurt year after year. He doesn't ever play in the playoffs. The Raptors have a bunch of money invested him. It's a risk, but Dean was also a risk breaker trading the other Raptors goat, the, the one B to Lowry's one a, for a guy that was also had a bunch of injuries from Tex or played in Texas on an established franchise that just wanted to or demanded a trade there, so it's a it's these are the risks you parallels. have to take. Yep, these are the risks you got to take, and we think and obviously Porzingis wouldn't be a rental, so it's it's a cool situation. And for all the people that are like, oh no, we can't go after Porzingis, but then on the other side of the coin say, but let's get Drummond. That's tough. Like, sure, Andre Drummond's not an injury-prone guy, but defensively, that's the biggest question mark with Porzingis right now. Porzingis is a much better shot blocker. He's had a history of being a solid rim protector for the team. So, I I, I don't want to hear any Andre Drummond Porzingis comparisons right now. The the Raptors they got a Porzingis is a much higher value guy than Drummond. But I know you have a trade that you want to bring up and close it out with. I do eight rebounds, block and a half, twenty points. I mean, a statue is amazing. It's wonderful. Yeah. So. But this trade, because we're not going to do a specific video on Memphis as a trade partner. And when I said that all of Texas is open shopping, guys, I have to say this one's from Justin Valela. It sounds like uh, I might have pronounced that wrong. He has a little cactus emoji in his Instagram handle. It's Toronto Raptors, Miami Heat and the Memphis Grizzlies engaged mm-hmm. in a three team trade. The Raptors are trading away Kyle Lowry, Terrence Davis and Aaron Baines to various teams to receive Valanchunas and Ego Dalla. <laughs> oh, it was the worst trade I've ever seen in my I'll say the whole thing. So it's Valanchunas, Ego Dalla, and Grayson Allen to the Raptors. Memphis Grizzlies received Kelly Olenek, Aaron Baines, and Duncan Robinson. So the Raptors weren't even fortunate enough to get Duncan Robinson in this trade. And the Miami Heat got Kyle Lowry and Terrence Davis. That's tough. I love Jonas. I, I get the the commemoration of Jonas. And Iguodala has been good. He has maybe a month left of his NBA career, <laughs> considering how old and how many miles he are He buried the Raptors yeah, in that most recent game, Yeah, he killed us. That's why I said there's a month left. The, the timer's counted down. And Grayson Allen, sure, he, he, to be fair, okay, Grayson Allen's been a great shooter. Don't want to trash on the guy. He's had some solid games. Has he? He, he's come back this season and looked like at least a, a fringe NBA player. But I thought he was only playing like 10 minutes a game. 
Yeah, but he, he's shown that he can shoot the ball. Like, he's not a G League guy. So he's he's at least a, a player that would make a roster. You know, uh, it's not like a null, nullified piece. Ooh, 40, 42% on five attempts this year. Yeah, he, he's been a shooter this year. He's been a five shooter. Per game. So, it's a, so it wouldn't be a completely null piece in terms of Grayson Allen. But for Kyle Lowry? But come on. And Terrence Davis and Aaron Baines? And Jonas, Jonas, we got rid of him because he can't play pick and roll defense. At least Aaron Baines has been trying to to get in the way in, of that and stuff. So I almost spit out my water. At least Aaron Baines has been trying. Oh man, that's where we're at. So it's uh, it is what it is. But uh, we want to hear you guys trade scenarios. We want to hear who you guys want us to hear us talk about, break down video ideas and stuff. Get in the comment section below. Get in the like section. We really appreciate you guys to like getting in there squeeze everyone in press that button rock it out but uh check out the instagram the twitter all that cool stuff the tiktok's blowing up the articles are coming out left right and center Riker, you have any last words pingus pingus come to us <laughs> <laughs> cheers